Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Good morning. Just so that you know, little things mean a lot. I put the sock on my foot for the first time since out of the hospital. It's another level of freedom. I don't have to depend on somebody else, but God can use me. I want to speak out to the people who have us online. Uh, Nick, can they hear me now? Good, we're good to go. Uh, scripture says that they uh, met in the temple together, and then they broke bread at the homes together in the book of Acts. It is an important part that you have church at home, but it's also part of being the church when we all, all those homes, all get together. It becomes vital. You can't really have what God designed the church to be without both. So uh, for those today, and we have probably 30 of our regulars not here that are for whatever reasons can't be here, I hope you'll be able to get online. And so we just bless you and say, whatever you're doing, be the light of the world. Have some fun. Lift up Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning. He said, be still and know that I'm God. Oftentimes when you see the thing that says be still, we think be quiet. That's not what it means. Be still means don't let any distractions get in the way. He is the center of it. It doesn't mean you can't thank him and praise him for all the good things that he's done for us. But it doesn't mean be quiet. It means be focused, concentrated. Don't let anything disturb you. Because the Holy Spirit's been all over me since we came in today. And and. Can I tell you a miracle this week? Okay. We've had a young lady come visit us. She's a waitress at a restaurant my wife and I like to go to. It's very close to when I do physical therapy. We'll go over there for lunch. And so we get to see her. Uh, Over a week ago, week and a half ago, when we were there, she talked about she had gone to the doctors. And something is wrong with her knee. It's going to need to be scoped, something is wrong and it swells up and it's very painful. She is a waitress, a single young lady. How can she make a living? And so she's standing there and she's doing the waitress and she's limping a little bit, but I'm not paying any attention. We were there with another couple, Bob and Gail Buse, who have been friends for 30 years, uh, some of the most quality people and they're missionaries that I've ever run across, just awesome, faithful people. And they were near Omaha, so they decided to come and uh, hang out with us for a couple days at our house and play with the dogs. (laughs) But we decided to go out, and we we went to a place uh, to where the young lady works. And we're sitting at the table talking and doing everything like this, and she's coming up to take our order. And I want to alert her that I want the bill. So I reached down with my left hand, and tapped her on her knee, forgetting that a week and a half ago she told us, and we had prayed with her then. And so uh, I want to go back to, and I'll use the scripture today, because the lady worshipped Jesus. She just touched the hem of his garment, and power flowed. You don't drain out the Holy Spirit. You don't, well, I did this, and, you know, I've only got 80% of the Holy Ghost still in me. No, you're always filled with the Holy Spirit. But the tangible presence of the Lord can be lifted, can be, well, if we can go into a handkerchief 
and cause people to get healed. And all across Village Point, they put sick people on the street hoping that our shadow might hit them and they get healed. That's, they went to their arcade, they put them on the streets, the shadow of the apostles. Not a church service, just the shadow. And the anointing was transferred. So we were taking the order, and I just did that, and that was Tuesday. Tuesday for lunch, right? Well, uh, she texted Deborah last night. She's been pain-free ever since I touched her knee. <laughs> totally pain-free. And this is where you glorify God, and he wants to use you in special miracles even. I didn't pray right there. I didn't make a big thing. I was just being Jim. And on top of that, the Lord said the anointing was going to come stronger in my life, and it was going to come particularly through my left hand. Well, that's the one that touched her. I wasn't praying and thinking about it when it happened. She wasn't. But the anointing presence of God on you is transferable to other people. So today I want you to be still concentrating on God. And I want you to know that special miracles can happen even in a restaurant when there's no one on the piano. There wasn't an usher in sight. But you ask Gabby if she doesn't, she gives God all the glory. I mean, she's going, I, I don't hurt anymore. And I've hurt before. Not hurting is better. Any way you look at it, are we good? I want to pass her just for a moment. The proverb of the day, one of the verses in there says that when you give to the poor, you'll be blessed. Okay, stuff that we did that we just got to thank you from a school that is way back where pretty much everybody forgets about. Karen Edition. They were having a, uh, let's see, for our title, One Movie Night for the, church, or for the School Family. They had a big thing in their gym, right? Well, they needed some popcorn, some water, some juice boxes, and guess what we did? Thank you so much for your donation of popcorn, water, and juice boxes for our title one movie night. The event was such a big success. Our families enjoyed the treats. We appreciate you helping us make it a wonderful night for our students and their families. Thank you again, the Karen Western staff. Thank you all. You're volunteering, you're praying, you're giving, everything, but... If you're teachers and nobody's helping you and you've got a lot of handicapped kids in that school, that's where they send the hearing impaired and other impairments there, you get somebody to come in and help supply and help, that is a big deal because those teachers don't have to pay for it and they don't have to take the time to get it all set up. They just get blessed. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love that. Next, we have a family who teaches their kids about giving and receiving. It says, if you give the poor, you'll be blessed. So we've given. This is from Children's Church. Some of the envelopes where they make their envelopes, they color on them pictures of Jesus and everything else, and then they give their offering. Sometimes your offerings speak in many ways. Not only does it go into your life, but it is an encouragement to other people. Children are being taught, and they make a big deal of it so that they can put it in the offering. Great. Thank you. Thank you. 
Mitchell and Courtney, thank you for what you do down there and all the other volunteers. It just touches the kids' lives. Praise God. I am wound. I've been in this service for a week. Seriously, I've been in it. Go to Mark chapter 4 real quick. We're still in the area of thanksgiving, praise, and worship because we don't want the church world or the church norm to take it away from the believers who it belongs to. Every time we get stuck in a form, it becomes like a doctrine of how we do stuff rather than the freedom. The Holy Spirit's here. Do you know that you can shout? You can lift up your hands any time in the service you want to. You can stand, you can kneel, you can bow. You don't have to wait for to be told to do that. You can do that out of honor and adoration for who he is in our lives. Right where you're at. Now Mark chapter 4, verses 7. i got to turn this thing around a little bit so I can see more of your faces. 7 through 9. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and didn't yield any fruit. We're talking about the seed, which is God's word. The word is being planted in ground, and there are four types of ground. Okay? The last ground is good ground of your hearts, and it bears fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. Everyone in here, when they put the word in, would like it to... Many would be just thrilled if they got 30. How about 60? How about a hundredfold abundance more than just overflow? But you can't let the thorns of life choke it out of you. The cares, concerns, the news channels, and everything else, you cannot let that choke you out. That that's what you think and talk about rather than you talk about the seed that you've planted in your heart. Because you're supposed to bear fruit, correct? Fruit bearing, I could do the whole thing on the, you're the uh, he's the body, we're the branches, we're supposed to bear fruit, but I won't do that today, maybe next week. But I want us to go to Hebrews 13, and I'll make the point from there. You know what's nice about your Bible when you've been going over these scriptures so much, you can almost open it up and it just goes to it, because it's been used a lot this last week. And Wednesday night, oh gosh, are we having a great time. Verse 15 of Hebrews 13. By him, therefore, let us offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. Okay, continually. Has anyone ever had a little kid that won't shut up? <laughs> he talks continually. It, there's, I mean, the only time there's a break is when he breathes. And he's back at it. Anybody know anyone like that? Here they go. This is not going to be a short conversation no matter how I do it. Okay, we're supposed to give praise continually. Praise him for what he's done and who he is and how it's affected your life. His praise is to be in our mouth continually. And why? That is the fruit of your lips. Giving thanks. So you got the ground, you put the seed in, you have the 30, 60, 100 fold, you're continually supposed to be thanking him because it's the fruit that you're bearing. I don't get the 30, 60, 100 fold to pour on me, it, it becomes more seed to do other stuff. Amen? 
the fruit of your lips giving thanks. The Holy Spirit moves when his people are in thanksgiving and praise and worship. He's moving in here now. I'm not kidding and I'm not just talking. I'm anticipating something today that I would like to enter in with the church, not at my home, because Deborah and I already been doing this at home, but I want to do it with the church in the temple. Because you can take what you learn and grow in the temple and mature, and you can take it home. And you can take what you learn at home, and you can bring it to the temple, and everybody's winning. Everybody is the presence of God. We're in Psalms 100, verse 4. It says, we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving. You came into the building. Thanksgiving should be on your brain. You should come in with a word, a hymn, but ready to participate, not to be a watcher. You come onto the property ready to go. It had been my habit for years. I would get to church at 6, 6.30 in the morning on Sunday. Mike Schaub knows this well. And when I come out of my office at 8.30, I'm ready to go. I know I'm in the mode is the body. I've met, my, met the Lord privately. Now it's time to gather. When we gather, you come out and you're full of life. How about just a smile? Some people haven't had a smile all week. I told you the guy that effed me off at, at uh, Bucky's because I wanted to buy his coffee. I can buy my own, and he went off. And so uh, I bought it anyhow. It was already bought. He couldn't do anything about it. He took his coffee, went outside. So I'm, guys are going, I don't know what's wrong with that jerk. And I said, no, 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 he's just having a bad morning. Just blow it off, right? So I'm going out the door, and he come back from pumping gas up at the, there and come back to me and said, I want to apologize to you. I've been just going through an awful divorce, and no one has been nice to me in months. I didn't know that. Didn't know that. We're supposed to be ready to give thanks and praise and God's presence to people who are in need of his love. Amen? Now, there are a couple of people in here I'm going to call on today. Lucas, stand up and tell, tell the people what you're thankful for in the last couple of months. Stand up. Go on. Go get them. They celebrated their honeymoon on their eighth anniversary. <laughs> Deborah and I, the, the joke is, we were so broke we couldn't pay attention when we were first married. I didn't know what a honeymoon was. We went down to Lincoln, Holmes Lake, and sailed for the afternoon. That was pretty much it. Isn't that great when God brings something? Brandon, your turn, Pastor Brandon, you need to stand. What are you thankful for right now, big boy? you add to the church many different ways so you have children that's a good way to do it and then you nurture them thank you brother praise God Rick Lowry 
I need you, buddy. Awesome, man. Scripture says that because of a virtuous woman, the husband will be praised in the city gates. There's a recognition that anybody can see when God's involved in a marriage. And that speaks volumes to the world because they don't know what marriage is. They can get a license, they can't become one. Because it's what God has joined, let no man. It's three of you, husband, wife, and God in a marriage. And you can get a license and you know, live together. The world's doing it. That's what they do. But they have no idea what it means to be one. They have no, that's why their marriage rate is less than seven years per marriage. And that's with the 36 and the 46 and the other ones getting it up. If we weren't in there, imagine how bad it would be. And we're raising kids in that mess of moms and dads stopping, quitting, breaking. And that's why the church has to shine. We have an answer. His name is Jesus, and he's great. Officer, can you stand and say something to be thankful for? That's awesome. There you go. Thank you. Now, he's one of two officers been here a lot with us. So well, you think he's nervous? Nah, he wasn't nervous. But we're also getting close to Memorial Day. And we have people who serve in our community and for our nation that put their lives on the line every day. People ask us, why do we do the fire station? Why do we do the police station? And I say, why not? Why not honor people who on the holidays are away from their families and friends and are serving to protect us. When I had that uh, blood clot in my leg and the ambulance came and got me, that thing could have killed me. And that ambulance came and got me. And those guys were great with me. And then I, uh, I don't know how far down the road, I was delivering food to them on a holiday. And I remembered the joke I told the captain because they said, if you drop me, you're not getting food anymore. <laughs> but you know what? Those acts, who would have known that God would put that in this system so that it reverbs down the line of making a difference? Wait till you get the testimonies, Tony, of all those kids that you're blessing and how that speaks in the family and how those kids grow up. My two are now 14 and 12, Xavier and Zion, talk about riding the horses when we were down at the other location they still talk about riding the horses. They're becoming young men, but they remember that. Isn't that cool? Praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalms 50. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 50, verse 23 Whoso offereth praise glorifies me. Okay, we sang a song about your glory coming down. You want his glory manifested? Try giving him praise. Try giving him praise. Now, because I see the clock, 
I'm paying attention. I'm going to have to run through some of these to get where I want to go. Is that okay? Okay. I'll, let's go to Isaiah 61. This is too good not to take a little time on. Isaiah 61, verse 34. Nope, it would be verse 3 and 4, not 34. That'll help. Okay. To appoint them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of the righteousness, planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And he will build up the waste places. He will raise up former desolations. They shall repair the waste cities and desolations for many generations. Garment of praise. You're having a crappy week. What are you going to do? Well, I don't feel like praise. Well, then put the garment on. You don't feel like praising? Put it on anyhow. If it's cold outside or raining, you're going to put a coat on. You might not feel like it in here, but you go out there. You've got to go back out of the world. Put the garment of praise on. Put it on on purpose. Put it on purpose. You know, like Joseph's coat of many colors? Put on the garment of praise on purpose. Ah, oh, I love the Lord. Isaiah 49. Let's see. Nope, that's Psalms 149. My fault. Verse 6. Let the high praise of God be in your mouth and the two-edged sword in your hand. Verse 9. To execute upon them judgment written. This honor have all the saints. God's given us something. This is an honor for us to be praisers. To be praisers. It's an honor that we get a chance to do this. Now, I'm going to use the scriptures. I've used them for the last month, but it's Psalms 22, verse 3, and Psalms 8, verse 2. God inhabits the praises of his people. The other one says, God inhabits the praises of the people to still the avenger. You need to put on the garment. Crappy week. Life is coming at you. What are you going to do? You're going to put on the garment of praise. I'm going to get in the presence of God and shut my mind down from all the junk. And I'm going to worship him and I'm going to have fun. You can't do that. Watch me. I'm in a hospital bed at 3 in the morning. Watch me. Look down and for the first time coming out of the surgery, it's just me and God and this leg the way it is. Watch me. Because either I can fall apart and go down the toilet or I can praise my way out of there. I came out of the hospital stronger in the spirit than I was when I went in. I'm telling you the truth. Well, do you think God did that? No, he had nothing to do with it. The enemy tried to kill me. But my God came in there, and he got me out of the mess. He restored. I'm not going to be stolen from, are you? Well, okay, because it says that two-edged sword. Hmm. Two-edged sword. If you don't know, this is a real sword used in combat in World War II. It's a German lieutenant's sword. My father-in-law only gave it to me because he knows how much it means to me. 
And I've picked on poor little Tony. Come on up, Tony. I've picked on him before. Now, how many here know how to praise God? How many then will open their mouth and do it? It's a two-edged sword out of your mouth. That's why in Ephesians 6, verse 12, it says, put on the whole armor, not some of it. Put on the whole armor of God, because you're not going to withstand the wiles of the enemy if you don't use it all. Everyone is vital for you to win. Amen? Okay. Tony's not scared. He got nervous last time I did it because I got real close to him because this is a sharp sword. That's why when the kids are here and stuff like that, oh, I want to, no, we're not touching the sword. Okay? But see, God inhabits. It says he sits down. And okay, that's a tough word. Well, I know when we get ministers together and there be big namers, when one guy walks in, everybody turns and looks at him. When Charles Neiman walks in, no matter... Brian Houston, Hillsong, Tommy Barnett, doesn't matter. When Charles walks in, every man turns and looks. Why? Charles is the alpha dog. He is the Clint Eastwood of preachers. And all the guys know it. I mean, everybody knows he's in the room, right? What this scripture says about inhabiting is he comes and sits down in power and strength upon us. He's not squishing us, but you know what? He walks in. And when he walks in, his power is there. And so, we're supposed to praise him. And it says, your weapon is a two-edged sword. Your weapon doesn't scare anybody when it's in here. It's only when you get it out of your mouth, the two-edged sword, praying with all manners of prayer, all of a sudden you get a little more nervous, don't you, Tony? Because this, this little sheet's not going to hurt you, but that point will. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Yeah, good that you got a haircut before you came, because, you know, I could help you. There you go. You have a sword at your disposal that's full of power that you and the Holy Ghost, oh, you think David ran at Goliath by himself? He ran in his covenant. He ran in the power of God. He quoted, who is this Gentile, uncircumcised Philistine dog is what he called him. He knew who he was and who was on his side. And it says, Goliath ran at David. It says David ran at the whole dadgum army. He also picked up five stones. One for Goliath, and history proves out. Goliath had four brothers, and David killed all four. But he declared out of his mouth what was about to happen. Thank you, Tony. I would like you to start declaring in praise what's about to happen. Gabby's knee is going to get healed. I didn't know... Tangible anointing of God, which I was, I just went. Jesus said, who touched me? I touched her. I didn't know that that happened. But God used it to happen because I'm a believer. I lay hands and they get healed. Same as you. Amen? Okay. <laughs> Second Chronicles 20, verse 20 to 23. This is Jehoshaphat. They got themselves a battle. Let's see. Let's get all the policemen lined up with their guns over here. Let's get all the people with their permits to carry over here. We'll size. No, no. Send the singers out first. You do what? That's not how you fight and win a war. Send the singers out. You send the singers out. Oh, I'm going in at work. It's going this. It's this. The doctor's report. Send the singers out. You're going to have a fight. You're going to have a war. Send the singers out. 
You want to walk in the anointing of God? It's not just in a church service or something you see on TV. It's you and him alone. It's with your family. It's with your friends. And his presence comes on you. And you know what it is. Wednesday night, I prayed for a number of people. I said, it's been on me since we started. I just, I'm not sure what to do. Deborah said, then pray for people. And they did. And they came up and people got healed. That's why we work together. You don't always have, you see in part, you see some of what you're supposed to do. Somebody else is going to help you. You just need to be in an environment where the people who lead are willing to work together and enjoy every gift that's here. Every person. Amen? In Second Chronicles 7, 1 through 3, they were praying. And you know what happened? The glory filled the house. What does glory look like? I can't I don't have words that two times it manifested. Once the very first time, it was like a hole in the ceiling opened up, and I said, oh, no, and it poured in, and we had people drunk in the spirit for two days who missed work. We had to drive them home. They were so out of it. We're going to see in a little bit. First time I saw Christian music live, Lincoln, Nebraska, Lincoln Christian, Andre Crouch and the Disciples. A whole auditorium with a balcony around it. We're in the first row of the balcony. And it's like, is this the place on fire? It's all smoky. It's all hazy. What's going on? The glory of God filled that room. It's supposed to fill this room all the time. If not just that, then the next one is in Second Chronicles 7, 1 through 3. When they were praying, the glory filled the place. They couldn't stand. What do you mean? They were slain in spirit. You got Hebrew. They couldn't stand. What does that mean? They weren't standing. That's simply what it means. God's presence came in and you couldn't stand. See, I have a training as a Catholic. I'm used to genuflecting or going up to the kneelers. That's part of the service, whatever. But in these days in charismatic stuff, people haven't knelt in a long time. But the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords comes down this carpet, I guarantee you, your knees would be the first thing you're doing when you recognize that's him. So practice it privately. Yes, sir. Bow down before him. No one else does this in religious worship. They lift their hands to surrender to him. Christians do that. Everybody here got two hands? They work? They will later when you want to eat. Try lifting up holy hands. Extended hands and watch the. You just got to take the time to be alone with Him. That's what the Promise 22 is about. To read the proverb of the day, an epistle, one chapter, and to pray in tongues for 15 minutes. It is transforming my life. And I haven't got the best of it yet. But I have a hunger, I have a, a desire to see people healed. I'm seeing things. Like seeing with his eyes seeing things. Does that make sense? I'm not looking at Jim. It says in uh, Acts 13, 1 through 4, they ministered to the Lord. Oh, you mean the apostles took time to minister to the Lord? So they ministered to the Holy Spirit. And then it says, and Holy Spirit sent the, the two out on a mission. They ministered to the Lord. Minister to the Lord. Go. Do it. I dare you to do it. See if he'll not meet you. See if he will not show you great and mighty things that he has promised. 
in Psalms 95, verses 6 and 7, says, bow down. What does it hurt just to lower your head and bow down out of honor? The only one who knows you're doing it is him. Now, in a few minutes, we're going to have an opportunity to do all these things. If you want to lay on your face, prostrate before the Lord, knock yourself out. You want to kneel? No problem. You want to stand? Stand. You want to raise your hands? You want to bow? Bow. But we're going to take some time and be still to know he's Lord, and we're going to take seven, eight minutes at the end of this service, and you can close your eyes. The words will be on the screen. We're going to play you two songs, and you just have some private fun. See what the Holy Ghost will do with you and talk to you about. Through what I've been through, he has quickened my mortal body numerous times after seven operations in seven months. Three of those operations were life-threatening. He quickened my mortal body. Put the paddles of battery charger on me and got me back up. How do you recover so quickly? Oh, i got a friend that's right here with me. He, he quickens me. He quickens me. Right here. And you too. He is incredibly fun to work with at driving fear out. Doubt, unbelief leads to a seed or a harvest of fear. Doubt and unbelief. Oh, you spend time in the Holy Ghost. You say, Jim, I got this. I took care of this. You got it when you prayed. No problem. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I want to just thank you, Lord. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Amen? Okay. Here we go. 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 is the story of the prophet Eli. And he had prayed for a woman in chapter earlier who couldn't have children, and he prayed for her, and she had one and named Samuel. She then dedicated Samuel to the Lord. Eli was virtually raising this young boy up. Now, he was not a prophet yet. He was an aide. He was a gopher, if you will, for the prophet. You all with me? They're sleeping one night. And he hears, Samuel, Samuel, as he would, he'd get up and he'd run to Eli. What is it, sir? What is it? He goes, I didn't call you. Okay, second time, it happens. He runs, Master, what is it? No, I didn't call you. It happens a third time. The kid's running. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And Eli catches on. Okay, next time this happens, say, hear my Lord. And that started the prophet Samuel's walk with the Holy Ghost. So I ask you today, when we have the minutes, hear my Lord. Hear my. What do you want me to speak over my family, over this church, over pastor? What, what do you want me to speak? How about in the city? We need healing. I want shadows healing people. I want cloths healing people. Because the transfer of the anointing that is on your life is viable by the Holy Ghost. Ask Gabby if it means anything. It sure does. It transfers off you. Well, I just don't feel it. I didn't feel anything. He just did it. You know, people reported in front of Catherine Kuhlman's meetings and Oral Roberts' meetings, people got healed that were walking on the streets that weren't going to the meetings. They got healed. Let's have some fun. God gave us a sense of humor. I think he has an incredible one. Let's have some fun out there. Let's have some fun. Here's a statement. Use what God's already given you in 22. 
I don't need a new anointing. I need to use what I've got. Well, I know that this gift works for me and this one works. Then work it. Because the more you work them, the other ones show up. I am told by my wife, if I will just but sit down and play video games on the computer, I will learn quicker how to use a computer than try to sit down and write a book on the computer. Why? The more I become familiar and have fun, and da, 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 the more I'm picking up what it means to do. So I'm going to learn to play some video games, which I haven't played in a long time. But I'm going to be starting, and you hold me accountable. I will start. I set it on purpose and have it recorded and have it heard, but I set it more in front of the Holy Spirit than I even cared about whether you heard it or not because he's talked to me about it that I need to get out on this. Okay, sir. Start where you're at. Your gift. Tony, you look different than I do. We're both incredibly handsome men. But we look different. God doesn't need two Tonys or two Jims. I'm already taken, he's already taken. Your gift and how you flow doesn't have to be looking like me or like him. It has to just be used by you individually. Use what you have. You know, I want Rick to grow in the Holy Spirit really, really bad, and he's really grown considerably. But he already knows one of the gifts is the gift of helps. The more he uses that gift, the more the other things open up to him, and the more his consciousness is towards the Holy Spirit, and it changes his life. He loves to help. Shab, same thing. And God's blessing on, it has blossomed since, well, blossomed before we left the property, but it, we didn't miss anything. We've, it's been great. Amen. We're going to have fun. Matthew 15. <laughs> Intense environment. Deborah and I were able on Daystar last night at 7 o'clock uh, watch a show called Chosen. If you get online and, and you can get it, it is an hour's worth of, uh, this guy's going to do seven one-hour uh, TV movies about the ministry of Jesus. It was really well done. And you see it when they opened up the roof and lowered the person and the person with lame legs got up and walks out. And you see how the people, and it, it was very, in my estimation, probably the most true-to-life type of thing. It was outstanding to watch Jesus move and say the things he did. I tell you, get on it. And why would you do that? Because Jesus is in a tough situation here. Jairus' daughter's dying. He comes and begs Jesus to help him, which was huge on that man's career, to stick his neck out that far. Ruler of the synagogue, as yet Jesus was not the most popular person in places. So he says, I'll go. Big crowd around him. You saw the crowds on the movie last night. You, you try to walk somewhere with that kind of crowd around you. Now, they only put 100 a, a people in there, but it says a, a great multitude was with them. That's 10,000 men, women, and children. And he's trying to walk somewhere. And they're bringing him sick and all this stuff. And so he says, I'll go. So there he goes, like that. And a woman who's a Canaanite, not a Jew, Issue of blood, spent all the money, but it had not got any better. 
she says, if I touch the hem of his garment, just touch the hem, I'll be made whole. On a rabbi's garment, there are little tassels on the bottom, and each one of them are supposed to represent promises of God. What she's simply saying is, I just touched the promise, that's all I need. Church, when I say stuff and people go, what word are you standing on? I said, what's the promise you're holding on to? When it's just you and the Holy Ghost, what are you standing on? What are you holding on to? The promise. And she, in that crowd, now she, because of her disease, she's not allowed in public. Earlier in the film, they showed a guy who was a leper, and they all went to stone him. You don't bring diseases that they think are catchable into crowds. And she had no business there, and she was not a Jew, and they know it. But she's going to get a miracle. How much will you press in? How much flack are you willing to take to get where you need to go in Jesus? How much ridicule, persecution, garbage? How much are you willing to take for the sake of Jesus Christ in your life? How much? She pressed through, and she touched the hem. She didn't touch him, touched the clothes. And Jesus knew power went out. I want to talk to the Lord this week about, okay, power went out on Gabby, but I didn't sense it. Talk to me, how do I learn to do that? I, I, I got a school class lesson right here that I got to learn it from, because it's there for me to learn. Every time you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, it's not there for grins. It does bring healing. It does bring peace. It does bring joy. But also, it's a learning experience to work with Him. Remember, it says, be still, not be quiet, be still. Concentrate on him. Don't let anything interrupt your concentration on God in your life. So she, and she gets the hemp and got it. And she knew immediately the blood stopped. And ladies, the blood stopped. In, uh, the whole thing is just, whoa. And the blood stopped. She worshipped him. She worshipped him. 21, 15, Canaanite woman, have mercy on me, O son of David, my daughter. Oh, got too confused because we've been using her a lot. The daughter is vexed with the devil. She wants her daughter free. He answered her, not a word. And the disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away. Canaanite woman, bugging them, and Jesus doesn't say a word. His disciples don't like it enough. Send her away. She won't stop. Have, have mercy on me, but he answered not a word. But he answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep, only of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him. Lord, help me. Then she came and worshipped him. Everything changed. Everything changed. She worshipped him. Everything will change for each person in here. Take time to worship Him. Take time. And when you take time there, now see, I know Pastor Brandon really good. I know Sue Boris for a long time, right, Susie? So it's important. We, we're comfortable with each other. We filled us up with a hundred new people that we don't know. 
Your flesh might not feel comfortable, but the Holy Ghost will make you comfortable. It's what He's doing, and we're here to worship Him and to honor Him. Now, we're going to have about eight minutes now. Nick, how are we doing? I'm going to play two songs. One is a fast praise song, but I think you'll like it. We've, it was uh, on earlier before the service. It's Danny Gokey. Danny came in second, American Idol. He's a youth pastor, and now he is a huge Christian recording artist. The song is Stand in Faith. And the words will be on the screen. You can stand, you can bow, you can lift your hands. You do any of the scriptural things you, you want to do. We got room, we got time. Service isn't over. But you're going to have a be still and know I'm God eight minutes. And if you need to stay over here, don't care. It's going to be up there, and it's not going to be quiet. It's going to be fairly loud, Nick. Okay? But it's important. If you close your eyes and just shut out everything else, just, just shut it out. What's screaming at you that you need to tell? Shut up. I'm worshiping my God. I'm praising God. I don't want to hear about that. I'm not thinking on that. I'm going to worship God right now. And I got news for you. I intend to, too. The second one is Andre Crouch, my tribute. And we sang half of it at the last song. He wrote it. That's his song. Danny Goki wrote it. That's his song. It's amazing when it comes out of your spirit how much you identify a song with that person. Others can sing it beautifully with great voices, but it's much different. Okay? Now, how many here don't have great voices to sing? You would not make an album? We're the joyful noisemakers, right? Don't be quiet. Shame is if we have singers and musicians up here that just have great voices and play instruments but don't know the presence of God. I want all of us to enter in. Not just because you can sing. I'm going to make a joyful noise. I know when that one part in Andre Crouch saw, I'm going to hit a flat note, and you're going to hear it. I don't care. We're family. You're not going to throw me out of the family. I'm not throwing you out of the family. But, okay, eight minutes. Nick, I'm turning my mic off for a minute because I'm going to really bellow it out. Disappointment Can't avoid the delay But I don't have to make Feeling down and defeated The place that I stay Gonna rise through the moment Gonna speak through the ways Gonna push back the doubt That keeps dragging me down When I can't find a way Don't need to see
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.